It's your Friday daily delivery. I'm Michael Rand. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Did my share of shoveling already on uh, on Thursday and then woke up. Got to do some more today. Um, I don't know if you guys like when I talk about the weather at the beginning here or not, but that's just where my head goes in the morning because usually I've been outside already to take care of one thing or another and just struck me as like, oh man, I got to shovel again. Again, it's not even winter yet, technically, but um, we'll be all right. It's okay. It's fine. We can't complain about something we can't control. Or if we do, it's uh, it's not uh, it's not worth it anyway. That um, that's a good reminder for Vikings fans as well. And we'll talk a lot about the Vikings on today's show Saturday coming up. Their one thousandth regular season or postseason game in their history. Also happens to be a game where they can clinch the NFC North. They are sitting at 10-3, and three, although their grip on the number two seed in the NFC becoming even more tenuous with San Francisco on a hot streak. San Francisco won again Thursday night. They are now 10-4, and four, Vikings 10-3, and three, and San Francisco would have the tiebreaker at the end of the year with the uh, conference record tiebreaker, I believe so. Vikings have some incentives still to play uh, to play a lot better down the stretch, at least defensively, to uh, to get that going. But uh, Saturday's game also will be um, a chance for Ted Young, my guest here in a few minutes, to see the Vikings beat the Colts. Ted Young is on a quest to see the Vikings beat every single team in person in the NFL, and he has checked every team off of his list except for the Indianapolis Colts, who the Vikings have not who Vikings have not beaten in like a quarter century, and they don't play the Colts all that much because they've been on typically the uh, the AFC every four years rotation. But still, um, some some opportunities in there that he's gone to and missed. But uh, more, more than just the opportunity for him to see them beat every team, I got Ted's kind of journey through the years of some of his favorite games that he's attended, um, some of his favorite memories, and kind of what it means to be a Vikings fan, especially a Vikings fan who lives and has lived for the past quarter century in Wisconsin. <clears throat> um Get to Patrick Beverly in a minute here too. Uh, towards the end of the show, he uh, he apparently has some desire to play for the Wolves again, and I think the Wolves should be interested in that if the stars align. And one more Carlos, the Twins won't be getting in free agency. We'll mention that at the end of the show as well. First, though, like I said, we're going to talk a lot of Vikings today. And before I get to Ted Young, I'm going to share some of my thoughts on <coughs> Vikings fandom over the years. I grew up a Vikings fan. I don't think that's really. A, uh, a shock to anyone who listens to me talk about them. I, I talk about them in a certain way that, you know, conveys a certain a certain level of, you know, certainly professional interest in them, but also history that goes beyond um, my time at the Star Tribune. And so, you know, growing up watching the Vikings, you know, I was I, I grew up, you know, in in North Dakota, and I, I didn't really have a team for a while you know during the 80s I really kind of latched on to the Dolphins and even before that the Chargers um, just those were the teams that were doing well at a certain point you know Dan Fouts the early days of Dan you know the early days of the Chargers and their 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 exciting passing offense the Dolphins with Dan Marino so I was really more of a Dolphins fan really for you know, a lot of the late you know mid to late 80s but <clears throat> started to turn around you know, the late 80s, early 90s, you know, started started to kind of really latch on to the Vikings, like a lot of people in North Dakota, Grand Forks, where I grew up. A lot of people there do root for Minnesota teams. And 
you know, so that was, it was not, you know, had plenty of peers who also rooted for the Vikings. You know, Keith Rashad, who joins me every Tuesday for the uh, the Vikings poetry segment, grew up with him. We were both Vikings fans. I've known him since like 1988, and we were both definitely Vikings fans at that point. So there's been a lot of heartbreak, a lot of, you know, intrigue over the years. I, I, it's not been dull. Let me just say that. It, it has not been dull to follow the Vikings for you know, 30 to 35 years, just thinking about everything that's happened since then, all the near misses, all of the seasons where you might have said, wow, this might be their year to get to the, the get to even just get to the Super Bowl. You realize that I was two months old the last time they went to the Super Bowl after the 1976 season. That is a long time just to not even go to the Super Bowl, let alone never have won it in your franchise's history. But Probably fittingly, the first Vikings game I ever went to was 1994. Keith and I went, uh, we, I was back in North Dakota for winter break. It was my first semester, first year at the University of Minnesota. And I was back, you know, back home visiting for, for the holidays. <clears throat> and we saw that the Vikings had, you know, clinched, clinched a playoff spot. They, I think they won the division that year and they were going to face, yeah, they definitely did. They were going to face the Bears in the first, uh, the first round of the playoffs. And, so we're like, well, let's see if we can get tickets. And I think we bought tickets. Like, ticket buying back then was much different than it is now. Obviously, no online component to it. I think we bought them, like, through Ticketmaster at, like, a record store in Grand Forks. So that was kind of the, the different distribution of tickets. And we, we managed to get tickets. We drove the morning. I believe it was New Year's Day. And we drove all—we we got up really early. Actually, like, stayed up late. Dro- stayed up late, got up early, drove through the night— to get back to Minneapolis for what I believe was a noon kickoff. Super excited to see Warren Moon and the Vikings vanquish the Bears and Eric Kramer in the playoffs. And, of course, it did not work out to uh, to the best of uh, our hopes. Um, uh, Bears won, I believe, final score 35-18. to Vikings bounced from the playoffs in the first round for the third straight year of the Denny Green era. And that was really... You know, I don't think that was like my my first introduction to the pain of what it can be to be a Vikings fan, but just the disappointment of you know we didn't have a whole lot of money back then. Like I my I did not come from a family with a lot of money. We paid for those tickets with our own money. You know, as a poor college student, Keith was definitely you know a, a poor uh, a poor young adult at that time. I don't think he was quite in school yet, but uh, we were definitely you know. We definitely put our own money into this. Definitely, we're just like wanted some payback, pay payoff for our investment. I guess we got more payback than payoff uh, for uh, for our investment, and instead watched uh, watched them lose that game. And later on, um, a few years later, Keith came down to the University of Minnesota to study, and we had um, part we had season tickets, um, but they were obstructed view season tickets at the Metrodome. I still can remember. I believe they were section two thirty five. Row W V or W, um, so way up there, and there were seats eight and eleven. Um, why why would we get seats two two seats apart? Um, if, if we're good friends, why would we, why don't we want to sit far apart from each other? Because nine and ten were not sold. Those were the seats that were directly in front of a pillar. You could not buy those seats because they were directly in front of a pillar. But we bought we bought these season tickets. They were dirt cheap. They were ninety nine dollars for the entire season. That included the two preseason games, eight home games, and gave you the opportunity to buy 
playoff tickets, um, which we did in uh, in 98. And a funny story about that is I did not end up going to the NFC title game that year because by that point, I had started working at the Star Tribune and I had an assignment at the Star Tribune that day to be charting plays in the office from the TV um, with the idea that this was going to be the, the trip to this was going to be the trip to the Super Bowl. So I watched that 98 title game instead on a tiny TV in a small office of the old Star Tribune building, and maybe just as well that I was not there. So anyway, have a lot of history with the Vikings, I'm sure, over the years. I have not counted how many games I've been to, but I'm guessing it's well over 100. I've, you know, whether for fun back in the day or professionally with, uh, you know, in my 20 plus years at the Star Tribune now. I've watched hundreds more on TV, you know, most of those obviously road games, and it has been a journey, let me just say that. So I, anybody who has been on that journey with the Vikings, I understand it. I've, I've kind of been on that journey in a little different way, obviously, in the last 20 or so years, looking at it from a much more professional lens than when I was growing up, but still, understanding that journey I think is important to, you know, to being a part of this market and to being part of this, uh, the fabric of Minnesota, so as they prepare for their 1,000th game, still trying to get to the Super Bowl, um, still trying to win the Super Bowl for the first time, uh, I really am curious to see what the next 1,000 have in store. And go go, please check out our 1,000th game package, too. Really excellent. Star Tribune, StarTribune.com will be in the paper on Saturday. The online package just went live Friday morning. A lot of great stuff. Fan memories. Royce wrote about it. We just took a journey into the whole history of the team. It is definitely worth your while, and you get a flavor of that in just a minute um, with, with my very special guest and the journey that he is on with his Vikings fandom. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. All right, special treat today on Daily Delivery. Joined now by Ted Young, longtime Vikings fan who is on a journey, I guess we would call it, to see them defeat every single team in the NFL. And as luck would have it, um, he only has one more team to check off off that list. That is the Colts, who the Vikings play Saturday. And that game against the Colts, like I mentioned a minute earlier, is also the 1,000th game in Vikings history, uh, playoffs or regular season. Uh, Ted, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Michael. Absolutely. Really? I, let's let's just let's get into how you became a, a Vikings fan because I understand you are you live in Milwaukee now. So coming to these games, anytime they have to travel anywhere, or anytime they play at home, even is is a journey for you. So give me kind of the backstory of your uh, of your Vikings fandom and and again what it's like to be a Vikings fan now in Milwaukee. Okay, great. Uh, so I grew up in a small town called Leroy, south of Rochester in Mauer County, um, and uh, was a Vikings fan from when I can remember as a little kid. So I always was a Vikings fan. I was able to watch three of the Super Bowls. Um, the last one I watched when I was 11, so I was like, whatever, 46 years ago. I'm 57 now. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's been quite a while. And um, after I uh, graduated from high school, I went to college at West Point and I was in the army for nine years and I moved around the country and lived in Germany for a while. 
And then uh, 1997, I moved after I got out of the army, I moved to Milwaukee because I had a job in Milwaukee and Mm -hmm. at Harley Davidson. So I've worked at great companies like Harley Davidson, Kohler Company, L&M and Shoe Company and uh, Burger Boat. And now I work at a company called Flow in Milwaukee that makes uh, the equivalent of cargo elevators. So uh, always had the interest. It was a little hard to see Vikings games when I was in the army, but after I got out of the army and moved to Milwaukee, I decided to become a season ticket holder in 1999. Um, And I was able to go to the, as a as a benefit of becoming a 99 season ticket holder, is able to go to the two playoff games in 98. Okay. Oh, great. So that was, yeah. I mean, that, you know, you were a fan for a long time before the 98 season, but I do feel like that was kind of a, a rebirth or a new generation of Vikings fans born there just because of how great the regular season at least was in, in 98. So you were there, unfortunately, for the, uh, for the 98 uh, NFC title game. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My only NFC title game. Um, so uh, hopefully we'll have others. Um, yes. Yes. So living in Milwaukee, obviously, it's a little contentious with the Packers, you know, because, of course, they're two big rivalry, rivalries are the Bears and the Vikings. And, yep. you know, people can get kind of uh, animated when they, they talk about their team and, and that kind of thing. And I think they still think there's a hope for them this year. So we'll see. <laughs> so how did you um, how did you get started on this kind of quest journey whatever you want to call it to see them defeat every other team which which now has you down like i said to just seeing them beat the colts yeah so as every season you know if i i was getting you know if i got disappointed because we didn't make the super bowl i had to come Mm -hmm. up with something some other goal something to make the season meaningful to me um you know even in the down years and that type of thing and so i set out my number one goal would be to go to the super bowl and see them win that right. would be my number one goal. But if that may or may not happen in my lifetime. Sure. So I set up other goals. My main first goal is basically to see them beat every team. Okay. And uh, been knocking off a couple here and there over the years and and uh, was down to the Pats and the Colts. And uh, I went to like seven away games uh, to try to see them also beat every team and including... I've been to the last five Colts games and now the last five Pats games. Of course, we beat the Pats in the fifth one, so that's great. Right. And so now I'm going into my sixth Colts game. And it's, it kind of tells you that it's been a little while since they since they beat the Colts, but kind of a rarity, too, that you'd have a chance to see them play <clears throat> both the Pats and Colts in the same season. They don't usually... They, 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 they normally would not be on... Uh, the same scheduling circuit. I think it's probably a quirk of the 17 game schedule now that both of those teams yeah. wound up mm-hmm. on their yeah. schedule yep. this year and a chance to to knock them both out this year. And of course, the Vikings being 10 and three um, this season, even though they lost to Detroit last week, plenty to play for. They can clinch the division with a win in Saturday's game. So it's, it's got some uh, got some meaning in addition to the 1,000th game. If if the loop is completed, what do you imagine that will feel like to you? Oh, it'll it'll feel good. Um, I'll be glad not to have to travel to Andy again. Uh, <laughs> yes, because I went there three times. So, <laughs> no, it'll feel pretty good. I mean, I have other goals after that. Um, I, you know, some of the other ones. Just so you know, uh, well, next one is I want to see them beat every team twice. I'm down to eight. Okay. Okay. And then uh, you know, I just set more goals. Of I want to see them beat every team at home. So that's I have the Steelers and Colts left. Um. 
also like to see them beat the Vegas Raiders since they moved. I've seen right. them beat the yeah. Oakland Raiders and then see them beat uh, the Washington Commanders since they changed their name. Right. So you weren't my, at you weren't at the game this year when they traveled out no, there to take it. No. Um I went to my college reunion in, in Texas that time. But um no last goal I'd have, maybe I'd do it like when I retire, is see them play in every stadium. Okay. Against I have ten done already, but Okay. What uh, what would you say are some of your, you know, if you've seen this many games, if you've been a season ticket holder for a long time, what are some of your favorite memories of, of watching them over the years? <clears throat> okay. Um, well, I, I kind of thought through a, a lot of different games. Obviously, the Minneapolis Miracle was, mm-hmm. a, was a wonderful game. My first game was in 1986. I saw them beat the, the Saints. Um, okay. Wade Wilson time era. Um, I was at a, a wait. I was at a game in Oakland. Saw him win an overtime in '96. Okay, I'm trying to remember so, some of these games. It's been it's been a while. I mean, I've I've watched yeah. the Vikings since I was little too. But I'm trying to trying to remember some of these games. That's that's good. '97. I saw Barry Sanders rush for 100 yards in his last season. Um, first time to see them beat the Packers was '98 in the Metrodome. And oh, then, that course, was quite. A, yeah, that was quite a game. Yeah. The NFC Championship, of course, the '98. Um, 99 was a cool game against the Cowboys. We got behind by 17 to nothing and then came back. I think we won 27 to 17. So that was, that was, that was was when Jeff George was playing, right? That was his, uh, when he took over there for a while. Yeah. He was hot that season. Uh, In 2000, Dante Culpepper's first game, he ran for three touchdowns against the bears. Yep. Uh, I was at that game. Actually, that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Beat up on the Panthers in 2000 at the Metrodome. I was at the game in Chicago when Chuck uh, when uh, Robert Smith broke Chuck Foreman's record for okay. rushing for the team. Sure. Um, 2001 is when I got to see him beat the Titans and the Giants, even though it was an off year. That's the year Danny got fired. Right. Unfortunately. Right. 2002, I saw Michael Vick set the quarterback rushing record when we lost in overtime. <laughs> the, the game where they collide, the defensive players collided as he was running for the winning touchdown. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that one. Uh, beat up on the Vikes, beat up on the Seahawks in 2003, um, 2004, we were playing Jacksonville and Kevin Williams had that 73 yard touchdown return. Yeah. Yeah. So that one. So that was the first time I saw him beat the Jags. My first away Colts game was in 2004. Nate Burleson had a 91 yard, uh, punt return. Okay. But I don't know if that set a team record. It was probably close. That's gotta Um, be close. I mean, usually don't return punts inside your own 10 so i'd imagine that's a gotta be something up there but obviously they didn't win that game because you were still yeah waiting. you're still waiting <clears throat> our first three colts games we lost by a field goal three points oh, with man. less than 15 seconds left oh on all wow. three <laughs> in 2005 beat up beat the browns and the rams and the metrodome beat them up um also 2005 edinger had that 55 yard field goal to beat the packers i remember that yeah. field goal yep my first Pats game in 2006, we got beat by the Pats and the Jets in the Metrodome. Yep, that um, was Childress's first year, right? And that was the year that yep. they... 2006 was the year that they just... The Vikings had that great rushing defense, and New England just came in and threw the ball all over yeah, them. And all, yeah, stop them. I don't think they ran at all. That I don't think game. they did, yeah. I think it was like two-minute offense the whole game. I think it was, too. Uh, 2007, Adrian Peterson's first touchdown against Atlanta. That 60 yep. yard, it was a 60 yard screen pass. Um, oh, that was yeah, my first right. win against Atlanta. He kind of okay. bottled it and then yeah. ran all the way in. Yep. I remember that. Yep. Uh, 2008, another close loss to the Colts, Peyton Manning. Uh, it was a close <laughs> game. I think we lost by a field goal and with a few seconds left. Yep. Um, 
2008, uh, playing the Packers, Adrian Peterson had that 29 yard run that kind of sealed the game. Um, that's right. And they won. The that was a back and year. forth one. That yeah. was a back and forth game. <clears throat> I went to both of Brett Favre's Packer games in 2009, home and no. away. So that yeah, was my. Were... Yeah, that was my only win at Lambeau so far. Wow. Well, that must have been give you some bragging rights for a while in uh, <laughs> in Milwaukee, I would imagine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, two thousand and nine beat up on the Cowboys in the playoff game, the divisional round. Yep, that was fun. And I went to two away games in 2010, both Pats and Jets, both losses. Right. Those are both close games, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one. uh, I think Randy Moss played in in two. And and, in the Jets game, Randy Moss or Brett Farr had his 500 touchdown. And it was Randy Moss. Yeah, that's right. Um, It was quite a year. (laughs) A lot lot happened that year. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was a topsy-turvy year. Yeah. 2012, we lost another one, close one of the Colts. That was Andrew Luck's first win. Yeah. Okay. That one is in at, um, that was the first time I went to Lucas Oil Field. Okay. I didn't realize it was an open stadium. Like they could, oh, sure. Yeah. Crack the roof. So I had to yeah. buy a hat that day because we were in the sun the whole day. <laughs> sure. Uh, 2012, Adrian Peterson falling nine yards, yard, yeah. yards short of Eric Dickinson's record against the pack. Yeah. Uh, 2013 went to London to see him beat the Steelers. Okay, it's a so, long way. That, that's got to be the furthest you went to see them beat a team. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so we spent uh, about a week or ten days in England, traveling and having fun. Also, 2013, my first win against the Eagles. It was okay. a blowout game at the Metrodome. That was probably my last game at the Metrodome. Yeah, uh, I would think so. The, I think we played Detroit later, but that was my last one. Right. Yeah, Detroit was the season ender. I think that was the very last game at the Dome. Yeah. And then um, 2014, uh, beat the Jets in overtime with Jarius Wright's 91-yard uh, yeah. yep. screen pass. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Yep. That was the first time I saw them beat the Jets, but it was also the second, only the second time we beat them in team history. Oh, wow. Okay. Because uh, the last time was, I think, was 76. Before oh, that, wow. it was uh, uh, Joe Nathan was the starting quarterback then. Joe Namath, the yeah. Joe Namath, yeah. Isn't it? Um. 2015, Stephon Diggs' first touchdown at Detroit. Yeah. Uh, 2015, that playoff game against the Seahawks, Blair Walsh's 27-yard field goal miss. Fast forward, fast forward. You don't need to, you don't need to remember that. <laughs> Six degrees below zero, yeah. so third coldest NFL game so far. Yeah. Man, you've been to a lot of these games. Yeah, keep going. I want to hear, I want to hear the rest. Yeah, 2016, opening U.S. Bank Stadium against the Pack, a win. Yep. I was there for that one. 2016 uh, ugly loss to the Colts, not even close. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was the yeah, that was the Andrew Larkin. When they, yeah, when they had uh, we actually talked about that on the Access Vikings podcast earlier this week. That was the game they lost big. They still had like a small chance to get back into the playoff race after that great start and bad end, and they just got blitzed in that game. I remember that. Oh yeah, it was tough to stay for the whole game, but yes. I always stay for the whole game. Um, oh, that's good. Good for you. Good for you. 2017 Minneapolis Miracle. Oh, yeah. You know, enough said on that one. It speaks for itself. Um, 2018 traveled again to see us lose to the Pats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 2019 saw the Vikings beat the Raiders at home. So, like I mentioned, okay. see them beat every team at home. Yep. 2020 traveled to the Colts during COVID uh, <laughs> when the Vikings didn't have any, no one could go to games in the Metro, or excuse me, in the U.S. Bank Stadium. But yep. 
I was able to go to the Colts game and I had to buy tickets three times because they kept reducing the number of people that they allow in the stadium. So they kept refunding and reselling tickets. So I had to buy three times, uh, only 2,500 people in the stadium. It was really quiet. Yeah, I didn't comical. realize that, I didn't realize they kept I didn't realize they did that during the COVID year. That's interesting. Yeah, alas, did not win that game. Obviously, no, unfortunately, that was uh, uh, River Phillips, right? River Phillips, the San Diego guy, came over to Philip Rivers. Yeah, Philip Rivers. That's it. Yep. That's 2021. Uh, finally, we beat Russell Wilson. I think we were. Oh yeah, like zero and seven, zero yes. and eight against him. Yes, awful. And then. 2022 beating the pats and hopefully we'll beat the colts there you go well now you told me before we started recording that um so you're coming over you came over thursday and then you have a whole lot of other family coming to the game as well yeah so i'm I'm in walker right now tonight i pick up my daughter her husband and his two sisters from o'hare they're coming in from germany wow and we're gonna drive tomorrow um to you know tomorrow on Friday to get to Minneapolis because it's supposed to be some snow both days. Um, So we're looking forward to this game going a wild game Friday night and the Colts game Saturday. That's great. So it sounds like you've just had like a, that's a lot of games to go to. And I imagine there's, you know, you go to enough games, you're going to see them beat every, every team, but um, you know, to, to close the loop, like you said, would be, would be pretty cool, especially, you know, a thousand games for a team is is a lot, and I imagine you've, whether it's you know in person or TV. I mean, you've seen hundreds of them. Obviously, if you're a, a course, season yeah. ticket holder, yeah. yeah. Do you know how many? Do you, know, do you know how many games you've been to total? Uh somewhere around one twenty. Wow, one thirty maybe. Um, it's about twenty away games. Do you have an all time favorite game? Uh, I would think it would be between the Minneapolis Miracle and yeah. because they beat the 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 saints and right. I don't think I can ever like completely let the saints off the hook because of the bounty gate. Of course. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's very fair. Very fair. They hold on to that grudge. Cause I think it's a, it's a worthy grudge. Um, what, what else would be up there? Maybe the, the Favre games or the 98 game or. Yeah. I would say that the, the far games beating the pack, those two were really good. Um, and I would say beating the Pats this year, and okay. being, you know, if we beat the Colts, that'll that'll rank. I don't care how we win, but if we win, right. that, that'll rank up there in the top because we really haven't beaten the Pats in 22 years, and the Colts was 25. Wow! So, so it was to, 97, two years before I got season tickets. Okay, so to do it in the same year would be pretty pretty cool to have that opportunity, and then maybe to 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 be able to to do it. Um, Final thing for you as we're kind of thinking about these 1,000 games. Um, this year is kind of, I think it's caught a lot of people by surprise. What do, what do you make of this year's team being 10 and 3? And what are your kind of hopes and dreams for uh, for the rest of the year? Well, obviously, uh, you know, I have high aspirations, but, you know, I've been a Vikings fan for a long time. So I'm also <laughs> pragmatic too. Um, I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm enjoying the ride, um, understanding that. You know, there's a lot of talk about the defense getting shredded the last five games and that yeah. kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see if they can actually put something together and win a couple of games in the playoffs and see what they can do. It'd be nice if they could hold on to the second seed. Right. I don't think the first. I think the first seed's gone. You know. I think yeah, it kind of feels Philly like or it. Cowboys. Philly or the Cowboys will get that. And but if we if they can stay ahead of uh, San Francisco and win their first playoff game, they get a second home playoff game. 
that kind of thing that would be great yeah the the, the eternal vikings uh, vibe is optimism mixed with pragmatism i think that's a good way to put it cuz you got to yeah. be you know i mean there's a lot of history here we know uh, we know how these things have tended to end but when you're 10 and 3 you've got a chance um regardless of how close um close the games have been well Ted, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Ted Young, um, Milwaukee right now, but a, a Minnesota native, a longtime Vikings fan. I hope for your sake and for the Vikings' sake that you get to see um, win over the Colts in game number 1,000 and a division clinching game at that. A lot of things could come together in in the same moment. So uh, for your sake, hope that happens. And uh, thanks again for uh, for taking some time with me today. All right. Thank you, Michael. Always love hearing other people's stories about you know how they became a Vikings fan, kind of what what they look for, what what their favorite memories are, things like that. Um, you know, for me, it always stands out. There's a game in Chicago, I think 1999. Yeah, definitely 99. They went there, they won in overtime. It was this back and forth game, and that's probably the that's probably the Vikings game that stands out the most in my memory. Even if there were more, probably even more dramatic or meaningful games, that one driving to Chicago. Having the experience of seeing that in the, in enemy territory, that one stands out to me as probably my all-time favorite Vikings experience. Let's finish with the cooler, tying up some loose ends um, a little bit here for, from the end of the week. Patrick Beverly, Yahoo reports suggesting that if Patrick Beverly gets traded from the Lakers to a non-contender and gets bought out, which is certainly a possibility, he has that expiring $13 million contract that he signed with the, with the Timberwolves before the Wolves traded him to Utah, and he wound up with the Lakers, where it's been not a great fit so far. If he gets traded for you know for parts for the Lakers to upgrade and then gets bought out, he is interested in returning to Minnesota via free agency the rest of this season. Obviously, that would be at a much reduced rate, so that could be something to watch for the Wolves going forward. I think they would be interested in him. I think even if he's not been shooting very well this year, he brings them a certain element of defense, toughness, energy, that they have been missing this year, and I think they've been trying to replicate it. I don't think they quite understood how much they would miss it, and it's not the only thing they're missing this year, but I think that that would be something that they should watch for if, indeed, that does happen in the coming months. Also, Twins lose out on Carlos Rodon. I don't know how serious that ever was, but Rodon signing with the Yankees. Looks like the Twins are going to get completely shut out in big-time free agency, maybe turning to the trade market at this point. Good piece from Phil Miller in today's Star Tribune, by the way, looking at their options at shortstop. None of them as intriguing, of course, as Carlos Correa would have been. But you know what? Um, We'll see. Time will tell if the Twins wound up kind of getting lucky that that did not come to fruition or if they come to regret that in the years to come. That'll do it for today. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. Royce and I will be back at it on Monday with loads to talk about, as always. Until then, appreciate it. Back at it again on Monday.